Hello and welcome to Caught My Ear. This is a music podcast where two music obsessed mates get together to talk about the music they've been listening to that week, as well as a sprinkling of news topics. You are listening to episode 30. My name is Maddie. My name is Vivian. And we will start first by going into the news. Uh, What have you got for our first story, Vivian? So our first story is a potential upcoming collaboration. Ooh, spicy. Yes. So this is coming from Billboard, written by Rania Anifto. So it says, a Justin Timberlake and Haim collaboration might be on the way. Justin Timberlake has been working with a lot of young artists lately, and his latest session was with none other than Haim. The Man of the Woods crooner took to Instagram to share a photo series featuring late nights with the squad. The final photo shows Timberlake hanging out in the studio with the famous sisters. Before you get excited, there hasn't been any confirmation or info about the release. The collaboration hint comes just days after his confirmed team-up with Lizzo, Quote, to be honest, I just called my publishers and I said, you know, I just want to work with young, fresh people and I want to collaborate more, he explained in an interview with Entertainment Tonight. Ooh. So it's a bit of a short one and it is kind of like speculating. Yeah. But if he's like in the studio with them, he's obviously doing something with them. He's either doing something with them or helping them write something. Yeah, which is cool either way because like Justin Timberlake, he's such an interesting... I've always thought he's such an interesting artist because he's definitely been around for so long but he's had so many different like iterations of like (laughs) what he is he like reincarnates himself every time he releases an album literally yeah (laughs) so that's why i'm like i wonder if it is like an actual proper collaboration it's the other way around and Haim are writing for him oh yeah because they have that could be cool yeah they write they write yeah they're like they're really good songwriters, so that would be interesting as well. Mm. But the fact that you know we know he's teaming up with Lizzo, so and that's quite a diverse yeah, collaboration. Yeah, I was shocked when I heard about. Yeah, it. I was like, oh, I don't know how this is gonna go. Yeah, like, they're very different. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I guess. I'll yeah, exactly. Out. So like, I guess we'll find out whether it is a proper collaboration or not but yeah we'll keep you updated friends (laughs) (laughs) so maddie what's our next news story so our next news story is following on from uh last week's feature on the one direction (laughs) (laughs) oh no (laughs) um (laughs) we have yet another update on liam payne so i have an article here from rolling stone by Brittany spanos and it reads Liam Payne announces debut solo album, LP1. One Direction's Liam Payne will release his debut album, LP1, on December 6th via Capitol Records. The full-length album arrives a year after his EP, The First Time. LP1 will include the singles he has been releasing since 2017, including Strip That Down, featuring Quavo, Stack It Up, featuring A Boogie With The Hoodie, and (laughs) For You with Rita Ora, which previously appeared on the Fifty Shades Freeze soundtrack. The album ends with a nod to the holiday season with All I Want for Christmas, which does not seem to be a cover of Mariah Carey's (laughs) 1994 classic, All I Want for Christmas is You. He said, quote, I've had so many amazing experiences over the last few years that I've used as inspiration for this record, Payne wrote in a statement. It's been a real labour of love. I've worked with some incredibly talented people in the studio to produce an album that truly represents me, which I'm very proud of. Your support means the world to me and I can't wait for you all to hear it. So, there you go. Wait. It's called LP1. It's called LP1. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. And it's a... <laughs> Why is it called LP1? That's... Liam Payne. Oh. Oh. 
See, I thought... Oh, okay, no, that, that makes like sense. Like his first LP. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, why are you doing this? But no I one guess... calls it an LP anymore. <laughs> well, that's, what <laughs> that's my point. I was like, what is happening? But now, see, that's actually quite Liam clever. Liam Payne won, yeah. I mean, I think... Plays it's... on it. So there you go. He is a bit cleverer than you think he is. <laughs> Me, I was ready to go on this rant of like, why is it calling an LP one? <laughs> That's the most ridiculous thing. It's not thing. a long play. <laughs> but then, yeah. Okay, well, I stand corrected. Yeah, there you go. Um, the fact that there's a Christmas song. Yeah, that was confusing to me. Not gonna lie, this, I feel like, especially December. December so 6th that it comes out, yeah. Has there been any other, like, sort of marketing about it i feel like it's well this is the first that i've heard yeah me too he's releasing it so i'm a bit like oh what's happening here <laughs> like yeah. it seems like it could be a dumpster truck on fire <laughs> get what i'm saying <laughs> a hot mess <laughs> in other words um but who knows it might be good christmas song Especially that sounds like Mariah Carey's. It's like, mm-mm. Mm, what are you yeah. doing? What are you don't, doing? You don't even touch that yeah, song. Yeah, exactly. No one even touches it. Like, like, why would you name a song so closely titled to a classic? Like, are you okay? <laughs> you need some help. <laughs> anyway. I think we all need some help today. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my little uh, Liam Payne drag. <laughs> um, Let's just move on should end. we put out. Put <laughs> no mouths anymore. <laughs> You have another one. What's yes. And final news story. Yeah, so the last story uh, is about our queen Lizzo, but it seems like she might be in a little bit of trouble. Uh-oh. So this is coming from Music Feeds, written by Alex Gallagher, and it says Lizzo has been accused of plagiarizing parts of Truth Hurts for the second time. Producer Justin Raisin has taken to Instagram to share audio of a track called Healthy he claims to have written with Lizzo and others, including brother Jeremiah Raisin back in 2017, which includes the opening line of Truth Hurts. Quote, On April 11, 2017, we wrote a song called Healthy with Lizzo, Jesse St. John and Yves Rothman at our studio, writes Raisin in the post, explaining that they were never contacted about being credited for the melody, lyrics and chords in the song that appear in Truth Hurts. Jesse St. John, for what it's worth, is credited as a songwriter on Truth Hurts. Raisin goes on to explain that after reaching out to Truth Hurts producer Ricky Reed, along with Lizzo's team, they have been shut down after asking for 5% of the track's profits. Quote, Coming forward publicly to family, friends, artists and colleagues seems to be the only way at this point in relieving some of our emotional distress caused by this. The last thing we want to do is throw any negativity toward Lizzo's momentum and movement as a cultural figure. If we believe in what she's preaching, believing in ourselves and our own voices is something we thought she'd understand. In their post, Raisin shouts out singer Mina Lioness, who originally tweeted, tweeted excuse me, the I just did a DNA test quote in full in 2017. Raisin explains that a meme of the line came up during the writing session, which inspired the lyric and melody. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. This does not sound good. No, it does not. <laughs> At all. Especially, like, because that's such an iconic line. Like, when you hear that line. Literally everyone knows what song you're singing if you just say, like, the first three words. Exactly. So it's just, like, the fact that he's not credited seems a bit iffy to me. But yeah. in saying that, a lot of this set does sound like he said, she said. Like, I do mm. think it is very hard to sort of know exactly, you know, like, 
who came up with the line? Like, did we work on this together? You know, I do think a lot of it is it's that. It's such a grey area when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. Which is why it's so hard and these things always come up. Exactly, like. yeah. Like, it's, you know, and I'm not surprised that he's come out and he's, you know, and I will say his statement was pretty, like, it wasn't, you know, um, attacking or no, negative no, no. in any no. way. It was very much just like, I just want to be compensated for my work which is especially know. because it's one of the biggest tracks right exactly now. Like, exactly every, again like everyone's making memes of it mm-hmm. and like, yeah it's just such a big big track and yeah i would you know be exactly the same if i had anything to do with it and i wasn't getting exactly you know, yeah for, it, for so. sure so i don't know we'll see what happens it does sound like it's a bit of a gray area and we obviously don't know the full truth, but um, yeah, we'll keep the you guys. Truth hurts, yeah. baby. <laughs> I was like, I was wondering. That one was coming. You all knew it. I was wondering if you're gonna, <laughs> if you're gonna go along with that. Um, yeah. So we'll keep you guys updated if we hear more. So that brings us to the end of our news segment. Now, before we go into talking about our songs, we encourage you guys to pause the podcast, go down to the description and click either the Spotify or YouTube playlist to listen to the songs that we're about to talk about. So, Maddie, you'll kick us off with your song of the week. Yes, I will. So my song of the week is called Fall On Me by Andrea Pacelli (laughs) and his son, Matteo. So, um... I don't know how to What's begin. happening, Betty? I, yeah. So. <laughs> Hitting us with the classical. So we're going into a bit of a classical realm today, guys. Um, so, like, we're going back to my roots, which is choir, classical. Yes. Gorgeous. So, for some context. <laughs> for some... Because we need some context Definitely. in this situation. It's a bit left field. For sure. So, <laughs> I've just been a part of a... Um, uh, a gig at Tupac with the Queensland Pops Orchestra and one of the we sung with the um, three tenors and one of the songs that they performed like Adam and Nathan two of them they did a duet mm-hmm. of Fall On Me now I'd never heard this song before and on Wednesday night I was at rehearsal at orchestra rehearsal and they start playing this song and I am instantly instantly in love I almost cried <laughs> when I heard it the first time I was just so enthralled in yep. the music it's so 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 beautiful so the story of this song is um, I think it was written for him or I don't know if he wrote it but mm. um, yeah it was written for Andrea Bocelli who is an absolute superstar in mm-hmm. the class he's like one of the most successful like classical artists in the entire world. Like, Definitely. if you don't know his name, I don't know what you're doing with your life. <laughs> Even if you're not into classical music. Like, he still is such, such a popular artist. But yeah, so it was Andrew Bocelli, and it's this story of, like, um, a father and son, and it's sort of about the bond that they have, and he sings it with his son, Matteo. And it is so beautiful. Like, it's... I just am so obsessed with the lyrics and and just the the strings the in the strings. background like oh mm. my goodness I love a good string section <laughs> like it's incredible and then 
So with this song, like, it is in English and Italian mm-hmm. as well. So there's a couple of versions. Like, they do a version where it's all in English. And, then, like, the most popular version is his son Matteo was singing in English and then Andrew Bocelli is singing in Italian. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they do that one. And then they also do a version that's completely in Italian, which is called Venami. Um, and which obviously means follow me. That's so pretty. Um, so Already. yeah, it's absolutely <laughs> glorious and their voices are phenomenal. They're beautiful singers. Mm. I just can't express enough how much I'm in love with this song at the moment. So that is my song of the week. <laughs> Classical orchestra. Like, yeah. That's, well, yeah. <laughs> I just want to say as well, when Maddie played this, I'd never heard the song as well. Um, I don't really, like, I, I have listened to a lot you of classical. You don't venture over into orchestral music, Vivian? What are you doing with your life? <laughs> I used to a lot when I was younger, but uh, definitely not so much now. But, um, yeah, the one thing I loved about this song was there's such a, like, subtle build-up throughout mm. the entire thing, and you almost don't, like it's almost really hard to pick up on because when it does sort of swell and everything, you're just sort of, you don't really see it coming. And mm. I love that because it is so subtle. It's very vulnerable, but yeah, it's gorgeous. I yeah. love it. The, yeah, the vocals are just, yeah, like you said, so vulnerable and mm. so so light. And yeah. Just, but full of emotion at the same time. It's, it's just, just, you know, like... Glorious. Yeah. It's just beautiful <laughs> classical music. And I will never be able to, like... Just the way that I've grown up in, you know, yeah. doing choir and stuff. Mm. I just, it, it'll always, there'll always be a soft spot in my heart for music like this. Mm. So, I agree. Yeah. Fall on Me, Andrew Bocelli and Matteo Bocelli is my song of the week. So, we'll move on to your song of the week, Vivian. Oh my. <laughs> well, <laughs> if, if you think we've had like switch ups in the past, like this is even more this is the ultimate switch up honestly (laughs) um so maddie went back to her roots of classical um and me i went back to my roots of emo pop punk (laughs) because i don't even know why you know i don't have a backstory to this song i was just listening to it on a normal monday and i was like you know what i'm gonna go back into this whole band discography so it's cute without the e by taking back sunday so for any pop punk fan they will know that this song is a classic (laughs) in the genre it came out in 2002 so it's like quite an old song but here's the thing (laughs) as with most sort of like emo pop punk the subject matter no matter what it is the lyrics and the vocalist will always sing with such desperation yeah. and such emotion that, you know, you don't even really need to understand, like, what they're saying. What the words are. The vibe's the same, really. Exactly. They're angry at someone. Exactly. <laughs> and that's very much uh, this song. But what I love about Taking Back Sunday, they're one of my favourite, like, bands in, in this genre they they tend to play a lot with like the structure of songs um they t- especially with this first album they a lot of their songs you know they did have like a verse and a chorus but then they would go into this weird sort of breakdown and then an outro and it was very sort of defined you could sort of definitely understand like what each section was and 
you know, they would play with things like canon, like with vocalists, like, oh, which is very cool. I that's love That's really that. interesting. I love a good canon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. And, you know, like I said before with the vocalists, like, it is very intense. It's almost, you know, it's not pretty. It's just, it's just so emotional that, and that's why I love, like, this genre is, like, when you hear these vocals and how emotional they are whether it's you know like screaming or not like I just love how they just go for it and it's so unapologetic you know it just comes from like an authentic oh for sure yeah and that's my why I love it so much the authenticity but yeah Maddie was not yeah look I can't (laughs) a fan I can't get down (laughs) with this music it's not that I hate it it's just it's just not my vibe yeah. Like, I just can't mm. put it on and be like, yeah, I'm going to listen to this. <laughs> and that's understandable. It's fine. Like, most people don't want to listen to Andrew Michelli <laughs> sing, and I understand that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's totally your prerogative. I don't care. But, yeah. Like, I appreciate the song, and I, I really do like the guitar part, though. Mm. I am definitely a fan of the guitar part in that song. It's but got yeah. some cool effects on it, yeah. I appreciate the value of it and where it comes from, but I just... <laughs> wouldn't be able to listen to it for more than once. Like, yeah. Yeah. So which is, you know, completely understandable, but uh yeah, it's just, you know, this is the start of my emo <laughs> pop punk phase part 2. Yeah, next week it's just going to be all emo bands. <laughs> Continuation. Just you watch. <laughs> so yeah, that was my song of the week, Cute Without the E by Taking Back Sunday, and now we're going to go into Under a Rock. And I'll kick us off. So my under rock this week is Cringe by Matt Mason. So I'm going to be talking about the stripped version of this song. Because I do think the original and the stripped, they're very different. Very, very different. Um, and I I prefer the stripped version. Um, so it's really interesting because this song, I, I haven't heard of the artist before. And um my friend Brooke she was playing this song in the background and I was just like oh my god what is this I need this what is this and I have a question did yes. you hear the stripped version or the original first the stripped you heard the stripped version yes. first okay all right so cool. yes and we'll get into that a bit later but um yeah when I heard it I just the main thing what I love the lyrics are really interesting so He's talking about how his relationship is breaking down and how his lover sort of sees him as a different person now. And then, you know, he's asking, do I make you cringe? Which is such an interesting way to use the word because I do think cringe. It's such a youthful term. Yeah, now. yeah. Like, it's so used amongst For sure. <laughs> Which is why when you actually think about the meaning of the word, like, it fits so well within this song. It's such mm. an emotional, vulnerable song. But, yeah, because when I first saw the title, all I thought about, I don't know why, I just thought about how it is used, like, amongst a lot mm. of young people as sort of, like, a meme and, you know, like, cringeworthy. Like, that's all I thought. Like, I didn't actually think about what the word actually means, yeah, yeah. which is so interesting. But, um, yeah, and the lyrics are so beautiful in that sense. But what I really love about the stripped version is I, I think, you know, he sings with such power but it feels because of the subject matter of the song i feel like the stripped version sort of suits the lyrics more yeah because it's just got the piano and then like in the chorus there's some really nice sort of echoes in there and then like towards the end um 
there's this really beautiful sort of like swell but in the original version it's a lot more upbeat i would say yeah and punchy punchy yes the chorus is very punchy whereas in the stripped version you just have the piano playing like block chords while he's singing in a really sort of punchy way but it's not as intense as the original is because you've got this sort of guitar like yeah really like strumming intensely and not it's not that i don't like it i just think the instrumentation in the stripped version suits the lyrics more than yeah. the original but... see i kind of like the original more which is so fascinating which is so so like different to anything normally i am all for like yeah. if there's an acoustic version an orchestral version like unplugged version give me it because i don't want the original yeah but in this case there's i don't i don't know what it is i think it's just like i think when i heard the the punchiness of the chorus Mm. it was just like so infectious and it like Mm. just made me feel this way i don't know what it was but i just really really liked it and that's so fascinating because the punchiness of the original version is why why you don't like it yeah but yeah which is why you like it which is so cool like i love that Mm. something like that can invoke two different responses yeah we're definitely going to come back to this point later in the podcast. yeah for sure like the but... exact same point. <laughs> <laughs> but that could be a surprise so keep looking <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's just um and i'm such a fan of his voice like his voice is incredible oh absolutely phenomenal i got chills when you yeah. played the strip version for me because like... yeah like especially in the end um he's like it's sort of like a fade out in in the stripped version and um in the background he sings do i make you cringe and it's just so like it's so subtle but i don't know why but every time i heard him sing that in the Mm. background i got chills like goosebumps it was incredible same and then also my (laughs) like mind went i wonder what this interval is because it was really really interesting and i was like Hmm, I was trying to figure it out. I literally got like the piano app on my phone to like figure out She's what like, it was. She's like, can you play it again? I'm pretty sure it's a sixth, by the way. <laughs> For anyone... anyone wanted to know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy. And it was so good because after she like figured it out, she's like, hmm, interesting. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> if only we had that on video. It was, it, it was incredible. But, I was like, oh. And I was like, oh, Maddie, I love you. Just you and your little. <laughs> Your little brain when it... Idiosyncrasy. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yes, that is my Under a Rock This Week cringe by Matt Mason, the stripped version. Now we're going to go into your Under a Rock, Maddie. What is your Under a Rock? My Under a Rock. I, f- I feel like I'm gonna... <laughs> I'm really nervous to say what it is because I don't want you to, like, roast me in the comments. Um, so my <laughs> Under a Rock is Easy by Camila Cabello. What? Who I have... Absolutely roasted on in the past. Who are you? I know. I'm a new person this week. I'm a new person this week. It's really weird. But, so, hear me out, right? (laughs) So, so this song was, it was probably in, like, my release radar or something, right? And I was listening to it, like, wasn't paying attention to what Mm. was on. It was just on shuffle in the background. Mm. And then I was like, ooh, this chorus is interesting. I quite like this. For some reason. Mm. And then I looked at it and it was Camila Cabello and I almost wanted to like hit myself in the face. <laughs> I was like, why do I like this? Yeah. Why? Yeah. But I think the answer to that 
is there's this there's this section in the chorus where it's like I think it's like triplets. It's not straight on the beat or whatever, but the rhythm is really cool. And then the like the melody, um, it's like this ascending mm. um, triplet thing, and it's really really cool. I just I just like it for some reason. But like the verses, I'm not too obsessed with. Mm. I'm like I could like you could cut that bit out if you wanted to. <laughs> like I I don't care. Just play the chorus. But yeah, just play the chorus over and over. Just like that one line on repeat <laughs> for like three minutes. <laughs> but no, it's it's really really nice. Um, I think because normally in the past I don't really like her voice. Mm. Um, but I think. In this, in this song, like the way that she's singing, it's a lot more. As, not as much in the verses, which is again why I don't really like it mm-hmm. as much. But in the chorus, it's a lot more open and it's not as nasal and like she doesn't say things really weird. Like it's she doesn't just, do the weird runs. That, yeah, like, and over like the over top. the top and yeah. just like really kind of trying to accentuate the like poppy mm-hmm. like vocal tone that has become popular recently which kind of grates on me yeah yeah um but yeah it's just the yeah the way that she sings it's a lot more open it's a lot more free like it feels like she's not as constricted Mm. when she sings which is something that i have noticed in like other songs that she's done yeah um but then again i don't know if that's just like the way that she's grown up singing or if that's just you know like her Mm. vocal so like some people just sing like that uh, but yeah, I just really like the song for some reason. It was so funny though um, when Maddie. I was, was so scared to tell you. <laughs> when she was about to play it, she said, hmm, I, I don't know if you've heard this. I'm not going to tell you who it is and what it is, but I think you might know who. You'll probably be able to figure it out. Yeah, and I'm not joking. Two seconds, and I was like, Camila Cabet. <laughs> it was like two words. I kid you not, it was two words. And she's like, Camila Cabet. I was like, Okay, never mind. <laughs> and Maddie was like, for some reason, like you were saying, like you couldn't pick up that it was her, which is so fascinating because, you know, we have said in the past that she does have this really distinct voice. But I will agree with you that it does not sound like her typical, like you were yeah. saying. Like she, she does seem a and lot more free. No, one thing that I've literally just thought of, like right now, like there's no like Latin yeah flair in this song yeah. either, which is very which is like a really big theme in a lot of her other songs. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's another reason why I didn't really pick up on it. Yeah, de- I also for sure. probably wasn't paying attention either. <laughs> so, <laughs> but know, yeah, that's also something that could have happened. Yeah, for me, when you know, I'm like not a fan of the song, but. I think the main reason why is because when I, I, I do think the chorus like is interesting, mm. that line with like the rhythm and everything, but it feels underwhelming to me. Like it feels like it should, like in the verses, the way it's kind of building, I feel like it should go somewhere that it doesn't end up going and yep. it kind of, it's a little bit underwhelming for me, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm not judging you, Maddie. <laughs> Everyone else will be. No. <laughs> No, 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 it's alright, it's alright. We, we we can stray from the path occasionally. Yes, we, we stray, but then we come back to our, you know, usual roots. Our roots, yeah. <laughs> that, is the, that is the message to take away from um, this episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that is um, My Under a Rock, Easy by Camila Cabello. Um, so next up on the agenda is Caught My Ear. So I will kick us off with my... So it is Hallelujah by Oh Wonder. So 
again, this is where we're going to repeat the whole stripped versus original. Yep. yep. <laughs> um, so I heard the stripped version of this song first. And again, I fell in love with it. It is glorious. Like, it's so, so, so beautiful and soft. And it's just this really, really beautiful piano behind it. And again, like, oh wonder, like, their mm. vocals are phenomenal Beautiful. and just the way that they sing together they're so it's like it reminds me the way that um um the female vocalist in oh wonder sings it sort of reminds me of like how Dodie oh, sings. Okay. she's got like yeah. a really breathy sort of and mm. like you can hear i don't know if it's the way that they sort of produce it or like the way that she like you know uses the microphone mm-hmm. but you can really hear like really soft consonants when mm. she says her words and it's just like it's again. It's sort of like a like gives me like an ASMR feeling. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's absolutely absolutely beautiful and like the um the pre-chorus is really really nice. So um, I pretty. I absolutely love it. And then um there's also you know some strings occasionally, but that's that's always good. And then when it when I heard the original. It sort of starts out the same. It's very soft, very, like, toned down. And then it's, like, just piano in the backing. And then it slowly builds up. And they sort of sing the rhythm of the pre-chorus and the chorus a lot different. I don't know if they sing the rhythm differently or if they, like, just speed up the tempo. Mm -hmm. But it's a lot more upbeat. And then there's this, like, pulsating, like, bass sort of synth thing going underneath it. And then the chorus just literally comes out of nowhere and it's so punchy and Mm. there's like all of these layers all at once and there's like a million well i don't know that's a very big (laughs) i won't go there um but there's like a lot of um a lot of like vocal layering as well as like different sort of percussion Mm. and it's there isn't like a constant sort of um beat underneath it it's sort of all of the instrumentation just punches out the same rhythm as the vocals and then when the vocals stop it's sort of like empty Mm -hmm. and there's nothing there it kind of just like sits and you're like hanging on it for like when it's going to come back in next and that's what I love so much about that and that's why it's my caught my ear because I did hear the strip version first but then when I heard this I literally it took me by surprise like I did not expect it at all all it was yeah i was just like in love with it Mm. whereas for me (laughs) i love the strip version that maddie played me i thought it was beautiful i loved the chorus and how toned down it was and another thing i noticed with the stripped version the, the way they sing together it's almost it's crazy how concise and tight it is. Mm, like, every yeah. little, like, word, every little sort of syllable, it's all, like, perfect. Because they do have really, really, really tiny, short rhythms and yeah. stuff, and it's still spot on. It's spot on, which is crazy, and I love I love that so much. And then in the original, I did not like the punchiness. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I just don't like punchiness. You just don't like punchy things. But see, but, like, you say, you say that you don't like the original but i still think i like the stripped better yeah but yeah. i was just like so so shocked when i heard the yeah chorus. i still i love it like mm. it's great but yeah i still think the stripped version i like a bit more because mm. yeah. the original it's interesting when i really liked sort of the pre-chorus mm-hmm. when they do play like with rhythm like the short the 
fast rhythms in like the pre-chorus with the strings like the build-up's really nice mm. and then it it feels a bit odd when suddenly everything is taken out and then when it comes back like the punchiness it's for me it's really in your face it's yeah. really abrupt it and i think the thing that i don't like is that there's no i guess consistent percussion like mm-hmm. in that part like it's like you said everything com- goes away and then you're hanging on waiting and i think that's what i don't like yeah um which is interesting i can't tell you why but <laughs> i just don't like <laughs> I'm it <laughs> just not a fan yeah um but another interesting thing about this song is we listen to the unplugged version yeah which is a whole which is like an orchestral version. Which is pretty crazy, the fact that they released three versions of the song. And they all sound different. They all sound They're so all completely different. different. And yeah. there's, it's funny because we were talking about them and there's bits and pieces of all three that we wish we could like take out and rearrange and put mm, together. Yeah. And to make like one master <laughs> copy of this song. <laughs> because like there's like the... Um, what is it? The, the original version, like I don't like the pre-chorus in yep. that bit. But Vivian really does. <laughs> and, like, I absolutely love, um, like, well, we both really, really love the strings in yeah. the unplugged version. Mm-hmm. But there's horns in the unplugged version. Which we weren't a fan which of. Which we weren't a big fan of. But there's also, like, a choir in the unplugged yep. version. And I, oh my god, when that choir came in, I got chills. Like, yep. there's this bit where they go really, really quiet and then, like, build up in, like, a note. Mm. And I, like, I let out a little scream <laughs> like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie to you i it was it was weird it was like an out-of-body experience vivian will vouch for me now <laughs> it was it was great though you, you gotta it. love when maddie hears any sort of choir mate if a choir it's... i'm sold i'm immediately sold if there is any sort of choir in anything but so good um, it's yeah, it's just an absolutely glorious song, and they're so so talented. So I talented. Obsessed with Oh Wonder. I love their vocals. I love everything about this song. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah! Please listen to all three versions. Tell us which one you like. I'll put all three. Yep, in the playlist so you can have a little look see. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Hallelujah! Oh Wonder is my caught my ear. So we'll move on to Vivian's now. So my caught my ear this week is Take This Lonely Heart by Nothing But Thieves. So I've been listening to Nothing But Thieves for a few years now and I've always been a huge fan of them but it's so fascinating because when I first heard them I was floored. Like the lead vocalist, he is incredibly talented and I just don't think there's any... like voice like his in sort of the rock genre Mm. right now at least um because he's got such an interesting tone and it's so unexpected for the genre as well because it is quite it's not brash it's not it's very sort of clean in a way but yeah when he especially in this song um it starts quite soft and it starts quite slow and he he's singing in his uh falsetto and it's quite it's almost like you don't think that this is going to be like an intense rock song later on. But then when it does get to the chorus, it's just incredible the way he reaches those notes and how it sounds. Like I'm just, I could go on for days talking about (laughs) his vocals because it's just, they're so gorgeous. And 
they kind of remind me i've literally just thought of this now they kind of remind me of robert plant's voice um from led zeppelin like he's kind of got the same sort of tone as robert plant did which is really cool because led zeppelin they're like one of the most iconic rock bands and one of my favorite bands so of course i would love nothing (laughs) but thieves but yeah like they it's just such gorgeous vocals and they're like a rock band so when you put those things together like you think it shouldn't work but it does which is amazing yeah i was like so so impressed yeah with the control Mm -hmm. and just the tone of his voice it's insane like I, when you said it was nothing but thieves, because I had, I already had this image in my head yep. of like what this was going to be. I was like, what are you going to give to me now? Mm-hmm. Like, is it going to be, like, <laughs> I know, like the song of the, like, wh- where are we where, going? Wh- yeah, where are we going? Happening? And then you played like the beginning of this song and I was like, excuse me, what is going on? Like, why is this man such an amazing singer and why can I not sing like him? Like, I know. It's beautiful. And then... Because I hadn't really heard much of their music, obviously. Mm-hmm. And you played me their um, Triple J, like, like a like version, a version yep. of the Gang of Youth song. They did um, What Can I Do If the Fire Goes Out, which is, you know, I'm not a huge fan of Gang of Youth. Anyone who knows me knows that I'm not a huge fan <laughs> and people get really angry, so I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> we won't go into that. That's another topic for another day. But uh, <laughs> yes, with this with this cover, um, it's one of the most popular like covers done because it's just incredible the way like he sings that vocal line. Like I'm, I was floored mm. by it when I played it for Maddie. Like she, thought, I got chills. Yeah. I was like, this, this is incredible. Like, why have I never heard this person before? I know it's like, it's oh insane. My God, I just. Yeah, I'm so, so impressed. Yeah, so uh, that was my caught my ear this week. Take This Lonely Heart by Nothing But Thieves. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Um, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, Google Podcasts, a bunch of other platforms. We try to be as available as we can be. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you let us know what you reckon about the songs that we've listened to this week. We have had such an eclectic mix, I think. We really did. On this episode, from classical, emo, like... It's... What was happening, honestly? I don't know what was going on in our minds this week. But yeah, definitely check out the playlist and let us know what you reckon about the songs, which versions you like better. Mm-hmm. Um, you can follow us on social media at Caught My Earpod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for all the latest updates. And we will see you on Monday with a brand new episode. Bye, guys. See ya.